Welcome to the Path Forward Utah. I'm your host today, Jamie Renda, and uh, I love my Trumpeter song. I am in the process of finding a new song. I actually met with someone last night on on creating a new song. Uh, so I'll, I'll just tell you about my adventure last night to kind of start out on a positive note before we get on to the news of the day. But uh, my good friend and also fellow podcaster on FedByRavensMedia.com, Latroy Woods and James Edwards, um, joined me last night with a a fellow patriot that does a podcast on the Constitution. And so he interviewed Latroy and James, and uh, they did a fabulous job. And that's where these, how we're going to move forward. And this is the the message behind our podcast is moving forward and how we move forward together as Americans, how we move forward together to promote a conservative agenda, to preserve our constitution and the bill of rights and our freedoms. So they had a fantastic discussion last night. And for those of you who may, may or may not know, but Latroy and, and James are, are both uh, black Utahns and they sat down on this podcast and, uh, Provo, Utah, and as we're driving up there together, they said, I heard Provo is the most racist part, <clears throat> the racist part of Utah. And I said, I don't know if it's the most racist part, of it, but it's probably the least diverse. <laughs> and uh, and so another person was in the car with us, piped up and said, sometimes when you don't have the diversity, it's not so much racism as ignorance and some of the things that uh, may be said or spoken. So Anyway, uh, on that note, uh, we showed up and it was at, um, I'm trying to think, the guy's name was Gaynor. He had the studio. Him and his brothers used to play with, uh, oh man, I just lost my thinking here. Who was a, um, Brian, I need your help on a musician back in the 80s, classical, um, I think the guy turned out to be gay. Um, you don't know who I'm talking about. Anyway, him and his brothers toured with this person, Liberace. Is that it? Liberace? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they toured with Liberace, him and his brothers. And um, anyway, he has this incredible studio in his home. And uh, that's where we filmed last night. And it was just a, it was an awesome occasion for people to connect on a human level and to be able to realize, you know, we all want the same thing. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted. We want the freedom to pursue our dreams and to pursue whatever it is in us that, that God has intended for us to, to use our talents to bless the lives of those around us. So anyway, it was a great conversation. Uh, It's Liberty Defenders of Our Constitution. Uh, If you want to look that up, they have a Facebook group. It's not real big right now, but uh, they do an incredible podcast. They got to find a way to get get it out there better. But Jake Oaks, and in the process, I've known Jake for a while, and I looked him up because I thought when I first met him, I thought, I wonder if he's any relation to Jenny Oaks Baker, and he is. He's the nephew of Jenny Oaks Baker, but he's also the grandson of Dallin, o- Dallin H. Oaks, apostle of the LDS Church. And uh, But Jake uh, is actually an incredible musician. He's put together three beautiful songs. I looked up one a while back. It was the Phoenix, and the video that went with it is not, I didn't think was that grand. I mean, it was professionally done, but it was kind of iffy on the messaging. But the song was great. It was talking about, you know, what, becoming who, transforming, and uh, becoming who you're meant to be. But uh, he has actually put out two other songs, and I'm going to talk about that in the second part of this segment. But uh, last night in in this interview, um, 
and I think partly, and, and, and this could be stereotyping, and it's just sometimes the way our brains uh, function or work, right, wrong, or in between. But uh, uh, Jake at one point said, you know, it may not look like it to Latroy and James, but I'm a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he hadn't disclosed this to very many people around him, like Shannon McKinnis, who was co-hosting, didn't know he was rapper. But I had looked up some of his music, and he has some beautiful music that he's put together. And so they listened to it last night. Uh, and uh, James says, "Well, why don't you? Does your audience know about this?" And so Jake played a little clip uh, for the audience last night. There's an event on May first uh, that if you haven't put on your your calendar. Um, It's from two to five and I don't have the location. I will announce it later on uh, as we get closer to May 1st, but uh, in the Provo area and it's a Liberty Fest on celebrating our constitution and our freedoms. And, and actually I think LaTroy may end up being a speaker there. Uh, So definitely, you know, come and join in and it's, it's not supposed to be, you know, partisan. It's supposed to be just more of a celebration of freedoms. And uh, but we've persuaded Jake to perform a couple of his songs that he's put together. Um, he's a really good rapper, but I mean, he's got a powerful message behind uh, his music. So in the next hour, I'll kind of discuss a couple of these songs that he's written and uh, put musical videos together. And we've got to find a way to help Jake go viral because he really does have a talent uh, in his songwriting abilities, whether it's him performing these songs or finding an artist to perform these songs so that this music can go viral. So that's Jake Oaks, and he goes by the name of Revive, R-E-V-I-V-E, on YouTube. And uh, anyway, so look up Jake and and, uh, listen to a couple of this, you know, from a local musician um and a rap artist um i think he's he's done a fantastic job especially in his messaging so anyway that was my event last night it was a positive experience watching more conversations take place more connections being made that bring fellow utahns together that bring fellow americans together and that's how we're going to move forward. We have to continue these conversations. So I I'd listened just right before I got on, I happened to something popped up on my uh, radar uh, on, and now I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it, but I, I talked to in a previous episode about Brett Weinstein, who was the professor up at um, Evergreen College in Washington state, who basically got ousted out of his, um, in his uh, tenure, him and his wife, because he dared to stand up against some of the progressive critical race theory things that were going on. This is back in 2017. So uh, Brett has since, and this is a liberal professor. This is not a conservative, a liberal professor. And he has since put a, a podcast together called the Dark Horse Podcast, I believe is what it's called. But uh, yesterday he had on a former member of Black Lives Matter who came on to stand up for him and also to stand up for Jordan Peterson. And uh, this is a beautiful black woman who young a young lady who said, you know, back in 2017, she would have been among those who were going hostile against Brett and uh, how she knew even as she was raising her fist to the, you know, to the black lives matter that inside she knew something just wasn't quite right. And, uh, but it took her a while to have the courage to stand up to the inner convictions that she was receiving. So anyway, these dialogues are taking place one-on-one, um, throughout America right now. Make sure you're doing your part on reaching out and having a conversation, trying to connect and uh, trying to bridge this divide that our politicians and those who have um, ill motives would keep us divided. So it's just one conversation at a time. And uh, I, I hope to share those conversations that I'm aware of with you on this podcast, because that is my passion. It is trying to find some way to help heal our nation in this divide in race relations. And uh, I'm with Charles Barkley. I know that uh, um, most Americans, black, white, Asian, 
uh, Hispanic. They were all, they were, were good people and, uh, and we love one another. And, uh, I don't feel the divide is there as much as the media wants to make it there. And so anyway, continue, you know, keep that thought in your mind that, uh, that we are, you know, for the most part, all good people that want the same thing. We want a, a good job to take care of our families, good schools for our children to go to. And we want our freedoms. And uh, so let's start those conversations one at a time. I'll be back on the Path Forward Utah in just a minute. of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time you guys your customer service and everything you guys are great and the commercials talk about it but i don't know if it really gives it true justice people need to know this is maybe the most amazing product i've ever tried it's so pure it tastes so good i'm just blown away by it Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at AVMA. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one. One easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Hi, this is Brian Hyde. Several months ago, I was introduced to a small Idaho technology company called PureLight that's invented a new type of light bulb that's simply amazing. Their LED light bulbs make all other light bulbs obsolete. And I've actually had a chance to put them to work in my own home. Now, these are bulbs that eliminate odors, including pet odors and chemical smells. They eliminate mold. They eliminate deadly germs, even the tough-to-kill ones like MRSA or E. coli or salmonella. They eliminate smells. They eliminate deadly chemicals from the air, just like a $1,000-plus air purification machine would do, only for a whole lot less with these Pure Light LED bulbs. And you know what? They work as advertised, and they're already being used in thousands of homes, businesses, schools, assisted living facilities, medical facilities, government buildings, and more. Find out for yourself. Go to pure-light.com. That's pure-light.com, the next generation of light bulb. Welcome back to the Path Forward Utah. I'm Jamie Renda, your host. I'm probably not going to get that talk about those songs right away. I'm trying to get them downloaded so maybe we can play a little bit of them. If not, I'll just talk about them sometime uh, after the in the third or fourth segment of the podcast. Um, but for now, we'll kind of talk about what's going on in the world around us. So tomorrow, my great friend and uh, patriot, Lady Maga USA, <clears throat> Ryan Woods will not be with us. Ryan's going through a hard time right now. Um, and I think about all the energy 
And I, I went to a lot of these rallies. I didn't even go as the Trump tater, even though I had the Trump tater, but I went with the Trump tater. And that took a ton of energy uh, to go to the rallies, to get set up and everything else and to get the uh, character there. And, uh, and it was exhausting, but Ryan and Hey, yeah, I'm a female and this would wear me out. Ryan would go as Lady Maga in six inch heels on his feet all day long. And, you know, my audience may out there be thinking, well, that's kind of queer or odd or kind of, you know, um, whatever judgments you may be placing, but think about the commitment as a man dressing up like a woman in a, a, long dress and uh, wig and makeup and six inch heels out there fighting in these Patriot rallies for our freedoms. And so you have to look at the commitment. Um, and he bridged so many bridges between the religious community and the gay community. You know, a lot of people said, you know, why be the, you know, why cross dress? Why? Did, but it was theatrics. Ryan could have gone as Ryan Woods and he would not have made the impact as he made as Lady Maga USA. But uh, the reason I'm saying this, this took a ton of energy, emotional energy, physical energy uh, out of Ryan this past year and a half. And specifically in the last, you know, few months, and he ended up ultimately causing him to lose his job at Delta Airlines. Um, And so anyway, he's going through a tough time right now. So keep my friend Ryan Woods and our in our. Tuesday podcaster here on the path for Utah in your prayers, uh, get on his Facebook, uh, Lady Maga USA, send him a, a, a message of encouragement that you're praying for him and uh, keeping him in your thoughts and prayers. Just a fantastic patriot, fantastic person. Um, that just loves his country. And even though you may find his, his way unique or odd in which he, exhibited that love for a country and his support for Trump. It was effective. It was very effective. He made, he, he helped bridge a lot of gaps between the religious community and, uh, and the gay conservatives and just in his great support and patriotism that uh, he displayed the past year and a half. And so anyway, keep Ryan in your thoughts. So going on to talk about all the other craziness in the world around us right now, Maxine, mad Maxine waters. Oh my gosh. Um, and, and, and it's not like this is a new statement. Mad Maxine has been on this rampage, encouraging constituents to, be out there fighting in the streets and blood in the streets for some time. But this last statement that she made over the weekend, uh, I believe cross lines that even her fellow Democrats can't deny, especially after all their fake outrage on January 6th. Uh, nobody to my knowledge on January 6th um, had guns Uh, Like they were trying to say that they were trying to go in and and kill the congressman or different things. And I'm not saying it wasn't crazy because people behave totally um, inappropriately and wrongly and definitely damaged our our ability in the conservative movement temporarily. Um, But in in the one person that was killed was a. um, You know, Ashley uh, Babbitt, who went in. And uh, she did not have a gun in her possession either, but yet she was shot by police who was exonerated. And I, I'm not judging whether he should have been exonerated or not. Uh, it was kind of a crazy day, but everyone else that died that day died due to accidents. Uh even the police originally, they were trying to say he was hit over the head with a fire extinguisher. He was not, um, So even though things were totally out of hand and people acted in ways that they should not have acted and uh, vandalized and broke into um, the state that our nation's capital. Um, And I'm not I I, got to be careful here because I don't want to compare the two, but just all the outrage of this insurrection and everything um, that they talk about, yet they have been for years calling for violence out in the streets. And there has been violence out in the streets that's lead, led to thousands of deaths. And I haven't seen any trial holding anybody accountable for the deaths that occurred in the riots that have taken place uh, across America. 
And yet again, we see those taking place and she is out there calling for uh, increased violence if the jury does not come back with a guilty verdict. I have followed this trial. I definitely feel like there is some, you know, that uh, the police officer in question um, was careless to the life of George Floyd. But after watching uh, the evidence there, I just don't think there's any evidence to convict him of murder at the best manslaughter. And uh, so here she's sitting there and she's intimidating these jury members by saying that if they don't come out and convict him, that there will be blood in the streets and encouraging increased violence. So um I just lost my my thinking here. Who's running against her? It's Joe, Joe, Joe. Do you know Joe's last name? Brian? No, no. Um, just a second. I will find because I actually have him in my phone. So the guy running against Mad Maxine in California, I'm going to give you his contact information. I'm not giving you his contact information, but I'm going to give you his name. Joe Collins, Joe Collins for Congress. He is running against Mad Maxine in California. Please look Joe Collins up. He is an incredible man. Uh, was a Na- was in the Navy. Uh, just I, I went to Arizona to listen to him speak a few weeks back, and uh, along with Kim Klasik and Willie Montagu, who are all running for Congress again in the 2022. Uh, elections and uh, Joe Collins is running again against Mad Maxine. So I know you're you probably aren't from California, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't support Joe Collins. So uh, look Joe Collins up and contribute to his campaign so he can take out Mad Maxine. And uh, he is just incredible. Um, competitor if they can somehow have a fair race in that district i think he has a good chance of taking mad maxine out so that's on mad maxine so let me find out there's a few other things that uh hey you know my heart just breaks for police officers because here we've had multiple different shootings of uh, our police throughout the united states this past week and do we hear their names are we are people out there saying say their names And uh, do we ever have um, people out there saying their names? And uh, it's just heartbreaking to where we have, where we are. And and there are some things that we need to change in our police department and our judicial system and prison system. I've been a big advocate for change, but uh, we are going to get to the point where we will have no good or men or women who want to be in our police force. And the communities that are most endangered by this are are communities of disadvantaged with Black Americans, Latinos, and but predominantly in the Black American communities uh, that have a large percentage of Black population. They're going to be the most uh, impacted by an ineffective police department. The very people that they're saying that they care about and want to support uh, are the very people who will be harmed when the police are defunded, dismantled, and abolished, as AOC and others out there would like to see happen. So I'll be back on the path for Utah in just a minute on the crazy things going on in the world around us and also to talk about some beautiful music of Jake Oaks. We'll be back in a minute. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Authorities in Texas say two people were killed when a driverless Tesla with no one in the driver's seat crashed into a tree and burst into flames. The cause of the crash, which happened about 9 p.m. local time in Spring, Texas, near Houston, is under investigation. First responders had to use nearly 30,000 gallons of water over four hours to put out the fire as the Tesla battery kept reigniting. Authorities tried to contact Tesla for advice putting out the fire. It was not clear if they received any response. 
Staying in Texas, Austin, Texas police identify Stephen Broderick, a former Travis County Sheriff's detective, as the man wanted for allegedly killing at least three people near an apartment complex in northwest Austin, Texas. The detective is also accused of raping a 16-year-old girl last June. The Austin Police Department said the suspect was still on the run early Monday and is considered armed and dangerous. USA Radio News. At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know. This is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure. It tastes so good. I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. In San Francisco, California, what has killed more people, COVID-19 or drug overdoses? Jeremy Scott from the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau has the details. In San Francisco, 255 deaths were recorded from the coronavirus last year, killing nearly three times as many. Accidental drug overdoses at 713. These numbers are from preliminary data released by the city's office of the chief medical examiner. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says that the largest increase in the number of overdose deaths nationwide occurred in March and May, coinciding with the first lockdowns. In a statement, the CDC said the increases in drug overdose deaths appear to have accelerated during the COVID-19 pandemic. Fentanyl is behind more overdose deaths than any other drug. According to the American Medical Association, a sharp increase in drug-related overdoses has occurred during the COVID pandemic. Congratulations to Alex Bowman for winning the NASCAR race in Richmond, Virginia on Sunday. Next weekend, it's Talladega. USA Radio News. Welcome back to the Path for Utah. I'm going to interject in this first segment a little bit of the music I've been talking about of uh, Jake Oaks and uh, his his name that he goes by his rapper name is Revive R E dash V I V E. Um, anyway, he actually this the song I'm going to play here, and we've been given permission by Jake to play it on our podcast. So if anybody's wanting to clip this out on the episodes that we downloaded to know that we do have permission from Jake to play this. And um, it is a song about how we, the, well, you'll just have to listen to it, but it, it it's what we've experienced this past year with coronavirus and these race riots. However, Jake's performed this song and created this video in 2019. So to me, very inspired young man. And uh, he's he's put together three different songs. All of them have a very powerful message. I would love to find a way to help Jake go viral. So anyway, we're going to start with the song Antidote by Jake Oaks. In the U.S. and on the rise, this particular virus scares the CDC with the way it seems to be changing to become more aggressive. Emergency rooms are overwhelmed. Take a look at the world to tell me what you see. Seems nothing ain't really what it used to be. No mother, some father, so life's getting hard. All the hatred is hurting our sons and our daughters. Abandon our honor for dreams of a dollar. Yeah, we let it happen, created a monster. Hatred will turn them to fodder. We're dropping these bombs and we aim for each other. Bombs used to attack the nation. The radiation led to mutations. No containment for this outbreak. So how are we going to find a way to stop this plague? The virus will damage humanity. And we brought on ourselves with our vanity. Our friends gone cold with a heart of decay. Now you're looking at a hole, just an empty grave. Climbing on up and they're walking away. See, their eyes might be open, but they're not awake. Dragging their feet because they move with no purpose. They're squandering, wandering, feeling so worthless. Nervous on the surface, they push and shove. They're needing a fix and they're feeding for love. Light will surpass the darkness to discover that love is the cure that'll heal you. Come with me, let me help you.
everything so quick. Anywhere you look, everybody's sick. Faces blank with no expression. Depression leads to a lack of progression. We know the reason of reason. That's because they can't hear their own hearts when they're beating. Can't sleep, can't eat, incomplete. This is gonna drive you underneath. The body's starving without hunger. Got you wishing you were six feet under. Soul's gonna ache with the pain of stress. Breathe relief, give your brain a rest. Contaminated and emaciated. Find your freedom, you gotta embrace it. Freedom, it'll give you a reason. Reason comes from having meaning. Start again, it's time to clean the slate. Get back up, learn from pain. Gotta find a way for humanity to feel. Love is the cure that we need to heal. Give heed to this, my final note. Love's the cure, the antidote. Okay, welcome back again to the Path Forward Utah that was Jake Oaks in Revive, and the antidote is love. And uh, boy, he had, like I said, I don't know, Brian, what did you think of that song? Was that almost prophetic? Yeah, 2019, a year, exactly a year before the virus broke out, that's when he created that video. And uh, it almost had everything dead on of what we've experienced this past year. Uh, with the virus, but he's talking about the virus is this divide that we're experiencing in our country. And the antidote is love. And uh, anyway, I really feel like Jake Oaks kind of had a a little glimpse into the future of what we're going to go through. And uh, his message, I thought uh, was really appropriate. And the antidote is love. And uh, that's kind of the message that we have here on the path for Utah is the way that we're going to move forward is being the best people that we can be and doing the most good that we can do. And we've got to start those conversations. We've got to reach out, dig deeper within us and find love Uh, with all of our insecurities and fears that we have going on right now of um, our freedoms being taken away. We, we can't allow that to harden us. We have to, uh, to rely more on the hand of God in our lives and, uh, and move forward with love. The, the love is truly the antidote for what we're experiencing right now in our country and throughout the world, actually, but in our country. So try to make that the antidote that we use as we go out there and we have these conversations that we make sure we have love in our hearts. So I'm going to have uh, Brian play this next song. And the reason I'm having this, this is one on suicide. So last night, in this conversation that took place, Latroy Woods and Latroy's been very open about this. So that uh, what started Latroy Woods' journey is that he almost took his life about four years ago, and uh, God kind of opened up a vision to him of what his um, what his purpose was here in life and what his potential was. And uh, so Jake also has experienced this actually not that long ago. And uh, so he, he wrote a song um, on suicide or a rap song again. So we'll play part of this song for you. And I'm trying to, it's the fire within. Is that the name of this song? Let me look it up. The fire and the storm. So this is the fire and the storm by revive a local rap artist here in the state of Utah. Wasn't ready to die, but I was willing to die. Would anybody miss me if I never woke up? And if they laid me in the ground, would anybody show up? Cause cutting myself's not cutting it anymore. So cutting them find my body laying on the floor. I wanna be free, so I tried to OD rest my soul. But welcome to the taste of liquid charcoal. The emergency room was just the ending of a rabbit hole. This was a day. And now second chance road Can't take it for granted I might not get other chances Might have hit bottom But my mind is ascended I chose the path that'll make me Climb higher and higher I'm a hiker, I'm a fighter And I'm fueled by my fire Whoa, whoa, whoa I'm ready for the fire Through the struggles and pains I'm a fight, I'm a fighter It might rain for tonight Let it pour, let it flood I'm a rise to the top I'm Storm, fire in the storm, fire in the storm. 
clouds still follow me. I learned to combine the dark and light like harmony. Still going and I'm still writing my story like grown roses. I know thoughts are coming with the territory. But thoughts are part of the beauty of blessing in disguise. That is when the stars are Hey, and that is The Fire and the Storm with Jake Oaks in Revive. Uh, again, I'm not a big rap person, <laughs> and so, uh, but I like these songs. I think they've got a great message, and I, I really like it when, uh, you know, they do have both the chorus and the rap together, and I think it makes a beautiful um, package there. And I'm not a music connoisseur, so I may be wrong. My kids think I, you know, I'm a boomer, if, if, as my kids would tell me. So maybe I find something that is inspiring because I really like the message behind it. But I think he's very talented and I thought it was a very good message. And my fellow boomer, Brian, what was your thought? Okay, good message there. And uh Suicide is a big issue right now. And I think we're all feeling, you know, there was a song by Johnny Cash and I'm trying to think of the name of the song, but it's, uh, oh man, I just lost my thinking here. But it's one of the songs he performed later in life. And uh, about I cut myself today to see if I still feel. And uh, so part of Jake's song started with that. The cutting's just not cutting it anymore. And sometimes in life that we get to the point that, you know, even pain, if it can make us feel something is better than not feeling anything at all. And, uh, and we've been just through a really tough year. So mental illness, stress, um, is big out there. So be mindful of your family members, yourself, your friends, coworkers, and, uh, and make sure that we're being a good support. And sometimes, you know, when people are going through a hard thing and they try to discuss it with us, you know, it's like this negative energy that comes down and most people just kind of shut it down, try to open up and connect. And I, I don't know if that it's hard because, you know, we're also just on overload, but uh, dig deep, make sure you're there for your friends and family and others that may be struggling at this time and that we're hearing what people are telling us. So just be aware of suicide, especially here in the, in the Utah area among our youth is an, and part of its altitude. So we have to be mindful sometimes of circumstances. They've tried to pinpoint why suicide is higher in some regions than others and uh, altitude's definitely a factor of that so we just need to be mindful between altitude and the crazy world that we've lived in the past year and a half um, that we want to be watchful to our family and friends and making sure everyone's okay so do those those call checks on your friends your family your co-workers and make sure that everyone's doing okay and that they know somebody out there's cares for them. So going to go to my, one of my favorite topics, Antifa, the, the, the myth, the idea, the, the non-organization that somehow doesn't exist, but manages to be out there burning down buildings and um, harassing our police officers. But uh, somebody caught them in a conversation and recorded it. It appears that Antifa militants, you know, the figments of conservatives' collective imagination, those black clad, black clad, violent leftists who are at best an ideal or and not an organization, and at the worst a myth, have miraculously exited the pages of storybooks and landed in an apparent real life situation. Uh, so conservative radio host Jason Rance uh, posted a cell phone video recording their conversations uh, that they had here in, in, in Washington State. Let me see if I can find part of it. It's shockingly, one of the militant tells the group that an autonomous doesn't mean unorganized. So we do have to make decisions as a crew, as a team. So this supposedly um, autonomous group of people that just magically show up together that have no leader obviously must have some type of a, a leading because they're talking about that they have to function as a crew and as a team. Another militant suggests that next time out that they divide themselves into groups dressed as black block and plain clothes in order to prevent police from identifying members according to the attire. In addition, another militant reminds members to look at the Seattle Black Lives Matter calendar and other group activities to keep informed. 
prior to departing, one of the militants adds, once we de-block uh, de, de and leave, you weren't at this autonomous action. So you don't go home and talk about it. You didn't see anything. You didn't talk to anyone. Another group member chimes in. Our general policy is I didn't see shit and I don't know. Oh, sorry, Brian. And I don't know. And uh if somebody asks you what you did Friday night, you say nothing. So here we have these people who, yes, they organize. They are a group. They are real. Even though um, our FBI director, Ray, seems to think that they don't and that they weren't at the Capitol on January 6th. They were there. They were allowed to leave the Capitol with their faces fully covered, Kevlar helmets on and backpacks on. They were there in full force on January 6th. That doesn't mean there weren't far right people there, but there were far left people. But you know what? The far left people are very good. They've been doing this for a long time and they do not expose their faces. They dress, you know, they were dressed in plain clothes. They were dressed more like Trump supporters. But if you look, you'll see the difference between the people who had their faces fully covered. I'm not taking a little face mask that says MAGA, make, make America great again, or or a medical face mask. Well, I'm talking about the people who had their faces fully covered that showed up with Kevlar helmets on and their nifty little backpack of their you know, their helm, uh, their hammers and other tools of the trade and were allowed to leave our nation's capital without exposing their identity. And uh, they were there and they have been at every I mean, I, I've been to all these rallies. We have always had a an Antifa and Black Lives Matter presence at every rally and somehow magically on January 6th, the biggest event ever, they didn't show up. Well, they did show up. They were intertwined in the middle. FBI Director Ray, who would have us believe that this group does not exist, but somehow they magically are out in Portland every night for almost eight months straight being destructive in Portland, uh, that they're in Seattle, that they're in Minneapolis, that they're in all these states that have been lit on fire and have brought torment and hell upon these cities, that somehow that this group does not exist, that there's been no accountability for this group. And, and even Black Lives Matter people with the concept, I'm not talking about the organization, but people who truly care about situations in their community and uh and, and were at these protests, but had these protests, uh, protests hijacked by Antifa members who go in there and break out glass and, and do destruction and spray paint on and do graffiti on walls. And then they slip out again. Uh, just a reminder to my audience out there. If you don't know who Antifa is, they've been around a long time. This is an organization that uh, they call themselves anti-fascist. Again, I've made this and one day. I won't be able to say this because I am going to lose weight, but uh, I am definitely not on the thin side and I can call myself thin all day long, but it's not going to make it so. And uh, these anti-fascists call themselves anti-fascist, but they are anything but anti-fascist. And um, and our our lovely senator from Utah, Mitt Romney, I challenged him three years ago as a state delegate as he's running for Senate on why in uh, the Charlottesville incident when President Trump said that there were good and bad people on both sides, uh, why he was so quick to dismiss President Trump as President Trump was referring to Antifa and also the uh, white supremacists and haters on, you know, I, they're not even on the right. I'm not going to say on the right, but there are some right groups that are haters. But uh, the KKK uh, to me is a left wing organization. But uh, he was just saying there's haters on both sides, good and bad people. And so I challenged Mitt Romney on why he hasn't condemned Antifa. And he points his finger at me and shouts me down about how there's not a moral comparison. But yes, there is a moral comparison, Mitt Romney. Antifa represents a communist-based group that promotes communism, and communism killed far more people than Adolf Hitler did. And uh, so, yeah, there is a moral equivalency. And to date, our lovely Senator Mitt Romney from Utah has still never condemned Antifa. So it makes me wonder who's all in on this. Is Antifa the arm of not just Hillary Clinton 
and George Soros? Is he also the arm of the Mitt Romneys and Paul Ryans and other people up in our government that want to cause and sow division between the citizens of our country? So anyway, that's just a little piece on Antifa on a recording that took place that shows, yes, Antifa is organized. They're smarter than uh, the the people on the right. I mean, they they definitely uh, keep themselves head. Well, I shouldn't even say smarter. They only they only uh, they only do their dirty work in democratic cities that have district attorneys who were elected by George Soros who refused to prosecute them, and uh, and they're sitting there destroying black communities and black owned businesses, and. Uh, but again, notice how this is all happening in Democrat communities. And and they're able to do this because they had these district attorneys in place that have refused to charge these people, bringing murder and chaos into the streets of these cities and, uh, and, and doing it in the name of Black Lives Matter. It's really it's really a shame. And uh, we need more politicians standing up and against this. And uh, I'm, again, I was really impressed to see this former member of the Black Lives Matter on the Brett Weinstein show and uh, his podcast that he does. And we're starting to see these hearts change one at a time. So let me see what else. There's so many parts of the news. I want to try to stay a little bit um, positive, but uh, our poor police <laughs> department. And so this is Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, the police officers in Albuquerque took a defiant stand last week after one of their own was disciplined for miscommunication during a counter-protest in New Mexico's largest city earlier this month. During the counter-protest on April 11th for a Proud Boys rally that never happened, police detained Deontay Williams, who they say was armed with a rifle. There was subsequent confusion on whether Williams, who said he was not associated with the Proud Boys, would be charged with a crime. So anyway, the police are trying to be proactive here in preventing, and I'm not saying they're right, wrong, or in between, but uh, if they're not proactive and try to prevent violence from taking place, um, then violence takes place and in, in they're questioned on why didn't they do more if they knew this was happening. If they are proactive and then... You know, they're disciplined on the other end. So we, we've really put our police in a, a quandary on how they go about um, separating out these groups when they come together. Uh, we need to support our police officers. I understand there's some bad apples among them, but overall, um, our police, I mean, it, it's the difference between a civilized society and not a civilized society. Uh, so right after, you know, earlier in the summer, there's a big back the blue support. It seems to be fading a little bit. I don't think it's fading. I think just maybe the vocal support of it's fading. Um, but we need to make sure we're keeping our police and our prayers that we're giving them support and um, giving them the the ability to, you know, to keep our city safe. So anyway, that's just something that took place in Albuquerque that, that like I said, the police were, the, you know, they're kind of damned if they do and damned if they don't on some of these situations on, um, oh, I got to end on this note <laughs> because Project Veritas has been kicked off Twitter permanently and I hope he can sue them because, I mean, how many people can they continue to kick off and have no accountability when they've allowed people to build platforms and put a lot of money and time and a vested interest in the, to these platforms just to get kicked off? But uh, he exposed CNN for the hypocrites that they are and for the sowers of division that CNN is. But then he came out with on the Asian story. And I talked about this a while back when everybody was talking about the hate crimes against Asians. And I brought it up because I started looking into who's committing these hate crimes. And predominantly they were taking place in New York and San Francisco. And the predominant um, perpetrators of these crimes were blacks on Asian crimes. And uh, they tried to keep this out of the narrative, but then finally they couldn't because it was so strong there. So uh, Project Veritas aired a video of a CNN reporter talking about this and how they had to they had to tone back the story because it wasn't fitting the narrative. And uh, 
So all of a sudden, we we don't see any more hate crimes on Asians stories taking place. And that's because it didn't work in the narrative that they wanted to do that in the CNN uh, reporting or video that Project Veritas had. They said, you know, that them reporting on that and continuing to show uh, these hate crimes against Asians was hurting the Black Lives Matter movement. And so all of a sudden, uh, the hate crime was on Asians that they were trying to blame on Trump because he said the China virus um, and trying to push this all off on Trump. They realized these were happening in liberal cities and they were predominantly the perpetrators were black on Asian crimes. And so the, the story is no more. We don't see anything more about the, the hate on Asians because it was not fitting their narrative and it was hurting their narrative and their other uh Black Lives Matter uh, movement that they're trying to create the narrative for. So again, the hypocrisy in the media, uh, Project Veritas, if you, Veritas, if you haven't supported them, uh, support them. Uh, we've got to start putting our, our money and our, our heart to those businesses and entities that are out there fighting for our freedoms. So support him and uh, help him be able to go out there and expose more stories and support him so he can file a lawsuit against uh, CNN. <clears throat> we'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to be hosting for Brian Woods, a.k.a. Lady Maga, until he is back on his feet doing better. Um, if you haven't listened to, to Ryan, go back and listen to a former episode. Just an incredible guy that's doing a great job in trying to save our country and, and, and promote laws that are good for us when it comes to the radical LGBT community that uh, wants to push uh, biological males competing with females in sports and also uh, kids under the age of 18 transgendering. Ryan is a big advocate in helping us fight these battles. So anyway, I'll, I'll be filling in for him tomorrow back on the Path Forward Utah.